hope that you are doing well on this beautiful winter day. Today's story is taking a look at one of the many cultures that exist here in Boise. You know, like any U.S. city, our community has a long history of immigrants, and we're all familiar with Boise's Basque community um, and its heritage of, you know, immigrant and sheep herding in the area. But did you know that Scottish immigrants were actually moving to Boise around the same time and also sheep herding? I did not realize that until I wrote this story. So today's story is about Boise's Scottish community and their history here in the area, as well as the 119th celebration of Robert Burns Night in Boise, which is happening next Saturday, January 27th. All right, here we go. Enjoy. On August 26, 1891, a small snippet ran in the Idaho Daily Statesman within the News of the City section. It read, Scotchmen and sons of Scotchmen are invited to attend a meeting in Room 5, Oddfellows Block, on Saturday the 29th at 7.30 p.m. for the purpose of organizing a Caledonian club. That meeting would mark the first of many meetings amongst Scottish immigrants and families living in Boise. Three years later, on January, sorry, I'm starting that over. Three years later, in January of 1894, the group organized a celebration of Scottish poet Robert Burns. About 75 Scots gathered at the Bancroft Hotel in downtown Boise, which was on the northwest corner of Idaho and 9th Street. And they gathered for an evening of, quote, toasts and songs and a banquet of toothsome delicacies. Next weekend... On Saturday, January 27th, 2024, you have the opportunity to take part in an evening of Scottish toasts and songs and a banquet of toothsome delights at the 119th annual Robert Burns Night, which is hosted by the Boise Scottish Caledonian Society. The Scots arrive in Boise. Scottish immigrants began arriving in the Pacific Northwest in the 1800s, working as shepherds, ranchers, and miners. Julie Humphreys, who is an active member within the Boise Scottish Caledonian Society and an organizer of Robert Burns Night, told me that a lot of immigrants stopped on the East Coast or went to Nova Scotia or the Carolinas, but their ancestors ended up coming all the way over to the West Coast and settling in Idaho. Julie's grandfather immigrated from Scotland in 1920 when he was just 17 years old. He became a sheep herder and helped his cousin ranch in Homedale and in Jordan Valley. Julie said that in those days, you would have had to have a sponsor, which meant that you had to have somebody that would guarantee you a job and housing for a year in your new location, and you had to learn the language, meaning English. One of Idaho's most famous Scottish immigrants is Andrew Little. Yes, that Little. He's the grandfather of our governor, Brad Little. Andrew Little came to Idaho in 1884 with two dogs and $25. He found work herding sheep for a fellow Scottish immigrant and pioneer, Robert Aikman, and Little accepted 1,200 sheep for compensation for his work. Within a year, Little had doubled his band of sheep and bought 40 acres of land of his own. By 1935, he was known as the, quote, Idaho Sheep King. He owned more than 100,000 head of sheep and was marketing over a million pounds of wool each year. 
Little owned more than 6,000 acres of land stretching from Emmett to Payette to McCall, and he employed as many as 400 workers to keep his operations running year-round. One of the workers on Little's ranch was the grandfather of Carol Stanley, who is also a member of the Boise Scottish Caledonian Society and an organizer of Robert Burns Night. Carol's grandfather, who grew up in Moffat, Scotland, came over to Idaho with his brother. And they got here because they responded to a sign that Andrew Little had posted at the Moffat Town Square, stating that he was looking for workers on his ranch in Idaho. This was the way that many young Scots got to the United States. As more Scots settled in Idaho, they formed a Caledonian club as a way of keeping together and keeping their culture alive in this new country. The Boise Caledonian Society officially formed in 1903. Club records state that, quote, a group of 21 men met and elected permanent officers according to the articles of the Constitution and bylaws they had written, end quote. The club then organized a formal burn supper on Monday, January 26, 1903, at the Natatorium. There was about 200 people in attendance, including Governor Morrison, who gave the address to the haggis. Um, also, if you go look in the newsletter today, I actually have a bunch of old newspaper articles that talk about this exact event. It's really interesting. All right. So who the heck is Robert Burns anyway? Robert Burns, also known as Robbie Burns or Bobby Burns, was a famous Scottish poet and lyricist. He's known as the, quote, poet of his people. Robert Burns is widely regarded as the national poet of Scotland, and he's celebrated as such. He wrote most of his poems in Scottish dialect, often about life, love, and politics. Burns was born on January 25th, 1759. He was born to a farmer, and Burns grew up in poverty, and he worked many years of hard manual labor. He was given irregular schooling. However, his father taught him and his six siblings reading, writing, arithmetic, geography, and history. Burns was writing poetry and songs as early as age 15. On July 31st, 1786, a volume of works by Robert Burns titled Poems, chiefly in the Scottish dialect, was published. It contained much of his best writing, including poems titled The Twa Dogs, Addressed to the Delay, <laughs> Halloween, The Cotter, Saturday Night, To a Mouse, and To a Mountain Daisy. The success of the work was immediate, and soon he was known all across the country of Scotland. Burns also collected folk songs and wrote his own poetic lyrics, often taking traditional Scottish folk songs and adding new lyrics or modifying the melodies. His song, Scots Wahe, served for a long time as the unofficial national anthem of Scotland, and Burns's poem and song, Alud Lang Sing, is often sung at Hogamini, which is the last day of the year. Burns died at age 37 in 17. 96. Every year he is celebrated worldwide with great pride on, on or near his birthday. So what happens at Burns Night? On Robert Burns Night, which is also known as Burns Night or Burns Supper, traditionally there is a meal involved. There's also a reciting of his poems and songs, followed by an evening of shortbread sweets, drinking, music, and dancing. The supper typically involves haggis, which if you've never had haggis, you should try it. Traditionally, it's sheep's offal mixed with suet, oatmeal, and seasoning, and then it's boiled in a bag 
traditionally, the bag was made from sheep's stomach. And um, traditionally, also, this is served with neeps and tatties, aka turnips and potatoes. And during the meal, a member of the party is ceremoniously called upon to address the haggis by reciting Robert Burns' poem, Address Te A Haggis. Since Boise's first official Burns Supper in 1903, the Caledonian Club has hosted Burns Night at many locations throughout Boise, including the Columbian Club Hall, the El Cora Temple, the Eagles Halls. Um, also in the 1950s, the event was held in the basement of the Owyhee Hotel. And in the 1960s, the event was held at the YWCA, which is a time that holds very fond memories for both Carol and Julie. Julie told me that, quote, when we were kids growing up, it was a huge event. She noted that there was usually about 400 people in attendance. And she said, quote, my best memory is when we had it down at the YWCA. Several of the families planned, cooked, and served the whole meal. Then after dinner, everybody cleared out the hall, and we'd all have to hurry up and change our clothes to get on stage to do the performance. There was a big orchestra that played music and dancing. There was lots of dancing. Over the years, Boise's Burns Night has changed a bit. There's less dancing, and the haggis isn't made of sheep, and it isn't cooked in an actual sheep's stomach. But much remains true to the old traditions. It's still quite a large event. There was about 450 people in attendance at the 2023 event. Many attendees also donned their clan's tartan, which in case you're not familiar, a clan is your family and a tartan is your specific family's plaid colors and patterns. So they're all, every clan has a different style, color, and like pattern of plaid. There's also a traditional dinner served, but with haggis as a side dish instead of main course. The haggis is handmade by Julie's family. It's not made completely out of sheep anymore just because it's too expensive. And the it's not cooked in a sheep's stomach. It is cooked in bags that are actually handmade by Julie. The bagpipers pipe in the haggis, and the address is read aloud, according to tradition. And there's also plenty of entertainment. There might not be as much dancing, but there's still a lot of entertainment. This year's event features live performances by the Boise Highlanders and the City of Trees Pipes and Drums, as well as local fiddlers, and there will be lots of community singing. There's also poetry, of course. Several people read Robert Burns' poems throughout the night. And actually this year, Julie's mom, who will be 92 in February, will be reciting the Burns Grace. So, um, Scottish or not, you are invited to join the 2024 Robert Burns Night, which is happening next Saturday, January 27th at 6 p.m. at the Riverside Hotel. Tickets can be purchased online or in person at Need to Bead, which is a bead store at 5420 Franklin Road, Suite B in Boise. Um, and these tickets, heads up, need to be purchased by next Wednesday, which is the 24th, so that they can get an accurate headcount for all the food. And if you're interested in joining the Boise Scottish Caledonian Society, they are welcoming new members to keep the 120-year club going. Membership's only $5 a year, and you get to do a lot of cool things, including helping out with Robert Burns Night and, like I said, keeping a 120-year club going. You can learn more at tvscots.org. As always, you can find this story along with lots of the photos in today's newsletter, which is in your inbox or at fromboise.com. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.